I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, South Kakalaka! Don't you dare be sour! Clap for your world-famous two-time champs! For 12-pack radio, get excited, y'all. Welcome back, beautiful people, to 12-pack radio, your podcast source for Pac-12 news, the home of the beta-ranked college football statistical model, and your home for Pac-12 gambling advice with William Hills Max Meyer. This is a sharp college football podcast in your face, and we are sitting live in the next Steva studios where clothing is optional, clothing is optional. And I'm joined as always by Mr. Rob Barrow. What's going on, Rob? I'm excited. We uh, we started some spring football today. We did. All you suckers are watching college basketball, terrible college basketball, and we're doing <laughs> God's work behind the scenes here in Fed Twelve Pack Radio, covering football as always. Yeah, like at that, and I'm excited. I mean, it was you know Utah kicked it off, and uh, you know we've got a couple more Pac Twelve teams that should be starting as well soon. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited to keep an eye out for those things. We have some spring games that are going to be coming up here. And, uh, and just a quick shout out to our friends in the Salt Lake. The Utah Utes going above and beyond, throwing out their depth chart, Rob. <laughs> spring depth chart. It's amazing. I, 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 like if there, there are many things to appreciate uh, about Kyle Whittingham beyond his calves, which is a running joke. But the, um, uh, beyond Witt's calves, there are uh, the fact that he puts out a depth chart uh, at the beginning of spring and also before every game is just marvelous. He's a like, good, uh, yeah. just what a guy. Yeah, good American, something that we should be we should be giving him more gold stars for throughout the season. It is great to be able to kind of keep track. And as we're covering these teams, one of the things that really is frustrating is like teams that oh I don't know underachieve like uh, <laughs> USC uh, that refuse to put depth charts out like you know throughout the season and they keep everything secretive and all this stuff and it's like you know if you're if you're competing for a national title god bless you i guess keep everything under wraps but like you know if you're gonna be nine and three every year then you just what who you know what's gonna what harm is there in letting us know who the left tackle is on your team you know three weeks before the season i don't know like it, it is kind of frustrating but it's great when we're covering it and we always do our preseason work and uh and the more info we have like the more attention we can give to teams and kind of get a feel for who they are and all that stuff so um all that to say thanks thanks utah thanks kyle woodenham for uh, getting all that stuff out to us but that is not what we're here to talk about today we are going to go into the pac-12 north football schedule. We did the Pac-12 South last week uh, going into the advanced metrics there, kind of just talking about the draws that each team had, maybe some games that stick out. Um, There's one really sandwiched game here on one of the teams that we're going to go through that um, I'm excited to highlight, just some spots to look out for. And uh, so if you didn't check out the Pac-12 South preview uh, in terms of the schedule, go ahead and check that out. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast at 12 Pack Radio on any podcast catcher and follow us on Twitter at 12 Pack Radio. And uh, Rob, uh, any any thoughts here? Big picture ideas as you saw the Pac-12 North schedule be released. They were all released at the same time, but we're doing this podcast a week later because... 
got to get those sweet, sweet next Steve dollars. I, I think this one is a little, this one is a little more as, uh, I mean, as you would expect, I think it, it, in some ways it lines up a little bit like things were lining up last season, right? There's not some, there's not some great rise of teams, um, you know, like that we have in the South where it's going to be like a muddled horse race. It's, it's still very much Washington and Oregon Cal a little bit behind them. Um, you know, and you know, then, then it, you know, I, th- I think that there are opportunities for some teams to maybe be a surprise, uh, you know, really coming in this year. Uh, you know, Stanford's offense was surprising in the short season. Uh, their defense was surprising in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say surprising. It was just bad. It wasn't surprising. It was, I mean, it wasn't a, maybe it was a surprise that it was that bad. We knew it would be bad, maybe that bad. But, I, you know, I, and I think that there's some real, I mean, I think we get it gets a little lost that UCLA gets LSU this next season because we still have the two really big headline games for the conference uh, with Oregon. Uh, they'll be playing in Columbus, uh, you know, in September, uh, and uh, Washington's going to be in Michigan. Yeah, it's crazy. There's some really good off-conference, not off-conference, non-conference. You can tell I've been off a little bit. And like some pretty good non-conference games going throughout the uh, the conference. One of the things to keep in mind is as we go through this schedule, we'll touch a little bit on the non-conference games, but that in itself, I think, is a discussion that we can leave for later. There's just so many advanced metrics around it. We can do, um, you know, projected spreads. We can do a bunch of stuff through beta ranks. So we will make sure to dis- discuss that as we move along throughout the off-season. Um, yeah, yeah. For me, it was just, you know, it was just, a uh, one more step closer to the college football season. So I was just really excited when all these were released and you can kind of dive through. And one of the things that I like to dig through, and it's something that Max Meyer had always pointed out uh, now over at William Hill was um, just kind of the spots where maybe there's a look ahead game or a, a game sandwiched in between two really strong games and, um, or, or somebody's traveling to the Palouse on Friday, which is never a good idea. So, uh, you know, I, I always try to scrounge around for those types of games to uh, look for some edges if, if people are gambling, but also, if you're just a fan, you know, sometimes we take these games for granted, um, you know, going to uh, Oregon State, right? Like a lot of teams are like, ah, I guess we got to go to Corvallis now and then they end up losing. <laughs> so uh, it's those types of games that we want to keep a lookout for as, as well. Uh, Rob, what team do you want to start with? with let's, do, uh, let's do the Bay Area. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Let, and and um, let's do Cal, right? I think Cal has a better shot of doing something interesting this coming year than I think uh, some of the other teams. And with Cal, you know, I thought the schedule actually wasn't terrible. Then uh, they open at Washington, and then they have to go to Washington State right after that. So um, so that's interesting. They got an early bye. But they do get the bye before they go to Oregon. Uh, well, well, how about you go, th- go through these here, and I, maybe I can comment a little bit. Uh, I have a couple notes here, but this was actually one of the, the lesser, one of the schools that, that whose conference uh, schedule didn't pop out in terms of surprises. Yeah, I mean, Cal, they, they projected number 29 overall in beta rank coming into this next season. Uh, and that puts them at three in the in, in the north, uh, and they're ahead of Washington State uh, as probably the, is the closest one right behind them. But you know they do get you're right they they do get uh, you know Washington uh, at Washington to start out early, uh, and that the, you know like they have a decent shot in that game in Beta Rank. So they have a uh, you know a 72 percent win or I'm sorry a 28 percent win probability in that game. Washington's got the 72. But that's not awful. I mean, Cal, you know, if they're better than expected, they might only need to have like one turnover, uh, you know, against Washington in that game to really be in it. Um, you know, and it's that, that, you know, that's a, that's a projected spread that should be less than 10 points. So that's, that's not a bad place to find yourself. Washington state, they've got, they get them at home. 
They get a 55% win probability there. That's pretty good. Oregon is is a step up even from Washington uh, in the projections this season, only a 16% win probability. But then they have a shot to really, you know, rack up some wins, I think, in conference. You know, they get Colorado, you know, at home. They get Oregon State at home. Then they get to go on the road to Arizona. Um, you know, I expect them to be favored in all of those games. Now, they won't be favored by a huge margin with Colorado and Oregon State. Maybe, you know, maybe as much as a touchdown, my expectation would be less. But, you know, they, they have a good shot, you know, to, to, to rack up at least two wins there, if not three. Yeah, and I'm surprised after that, right? You have you have kind of not that I wouldn't call them patsies because Oregon State, I think, is starting to come into form. Obviously, Colorado overperformed expectations of, of a lot of people last year, uh, but still, those are winnable games. And then, like, if Cal is legit, like if they're going to go on a run, I think the the key is the last three games because if they're a good team, these are winnable games. Um, but they're going to really have to grind them out because they have USC at home, and then they're at. Yep. Palo Alto for uh, the big game and then at UCLA. So, I mean, like, you know, Utah and ASU aren't on the schedule and, you know, they, they do have the away games at Washington and Oregon, but I mean, if Cal can really put together the pieces this year and, you know, we're, we're skeptical on that, but like they could, I think Will Cox yeah. has done a good job there. It'll be interesting to see if he can really keep things going, but if they do, like it's the end of the year where you can go, you can maybe squint and say, wow, like, Oh, Cal's going on a little bit of a run here. That'd be pretty fun to watch in the conference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, you're right. They did get, you know, a, a good draw. I mean, they, so the, the, the California schools have less of a rotation of course, because they're, maintain the rivalry so you know cal's gonna have usc and ucla every year um but their other draw they get colorado and arizona um you know colorado is you know the the fifth team in the south arizona is the sixth team in the south in the projection so you know that's a really good thing for cal they, they have a shot i think with this schedule uh you know to potentially play a little catch-up um, and they're, you know, they're, you know, they're not far off from you. I mean, you know, they have a, they have a 45% win probability with USC. Um, you know, USC doesn't project to be gangbusters good this year. Um, you know, slight favorite over Stanford, you know, a 33% win probability at UCLA. Uh, but I mean, it's, I mean, it, it is, and I say this and I just previewed Oregon, to, you know, for the video previews that we're doing for the season at Sharp College Football. The Pac-12, it's a little mileage may vary, but I am I am pretty confident about where the conference itself, you know, ranks sort of like you know the the in the in conference rankings. Um, and so UCLA, I mean, they the, I expect that to be, however, like a much more competitive game than that crazy game we saw last year where Cal was basically <laughs> coming in on like what was it, like two days preparation. No. <laughs> It was awful. Yeah, really bad game. Uh, no, no, it'd be it'd be fun to see a, a really competitive game on that. Now it is on the road, but I mean the Rose Bowl is the Rose Bowl. Like it's beautiful and it's a it's a nice venue, but it's not like you know you're going into uh, you know you're going into Baton Rouge or anything. Uh, but yeah, I mean if Cal can really get their act together, I think this this could be an interesting season for them. Um, anything else on Cal? No, no. I mean, I, I, like I said, like it's, it's a pretty favorable schedule for them. I think that they have a shot at the outside. Their projection, it's uh, 6.67 wins overall and 4.54 in conference. Um, you know, I think they really do have a shot to get to, you know, six wins in conference at maybe seven at the outside. And, and that's a good year. Yeah. I was going to say that. Like, it seems as if that would be their floor. I mean, I trust that coaching staff enough to be able to keep things, you know, 
uh, relatively stable and in a difficult school to recruit to um, with with higher upside. So if Musgrave can really get that offense rolling and if the defense can really kind of strengthen up a little bit, um, it's possible that they could do better than that. But they have, they have a high floor for Cal, which is great. That's like kind of what you need to ask for if you're trying to get a coach there. Um, and so kudos to Wilcox and his staff, um, as, as many darts as we've thrown on the defensive, uh, you know, higher that they have there. But still, um, I do think there's some interesting things that could happen in Berkeley. And then right across the way, we have Palo Alto here, Rob. And uh, we, we talked about this game when we were doing the Pac-12 South previews, but that game at USC, you know, to start kind of like an early Pac-12 game, it's their second one of the year, Stanford, um, to be able to have USC on the road. And then, I mean, th- this is this is a difficult schedule, I think, for Stanford. If, um, if there ever was going to be a time where David Shaw might consider making a change somewhere, it might be after this season, Rob. This, this is not a great schedule. Yeah, I mean, you could really. The only real break they got was drawing Arizona, you know, uh, you know, in this round of the rotation. They do get Utah along with them, um, you know, and they, unlike Cal, who gets USC and UCLA late, they they get them very early. Um, you know, so they get that very early game in the second week against USC. They've got a twenty eight percent win probability there. Um, you know, that's at at USC. They UCLA at home, but uh, you know, only a twenty two percent win probability against the U. Uh, UCLA team that projects to be pretty good. Um, and then they get Oregon and, you know, Stanford's interest. I mean, you, you know, I mean, we feel, I feel like I say this, like Stanford's going to play somebody really tough. Oh, it's going to be Washington. <laughs> Let, let's like, just, I mean, it's, it'll it's, be Washington. <laughs> I mean, they, they've given Oregon fits at times too, in the last few years, even as Stanford has slipped a bit. Um, you know, but I, I still feel like there is a little bit of like play to the level of competition with Stanford. And, you know, I, I could see them getting up, even though they've only got a 10% win probability. Um, oh, I'm sorry. It is it is not Arizona. They do have Arizona State. <laughs> so they got the full they got the full no breaks here. So they got, instead of getting Arizona, they get Arizona State, um, and then they get Utah. Um, they've got a 24% win probability on the road at Tempe. I mean, this, this, this schedule for them just does not set up. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, this is just, I mean, they could end up, with you, I mean, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Arizona State, at, and then at at, at Washington, yeah, at Wazoo. Then they got to go to Wazoo. I mean, like they yeah, could be going, they could be going into Wazoo, you know, zero and four in the conference already, right? Like, and desperately needing a win. Um, and I'm not sure that they're. I'm sure they're. They are better than Washington's. You know, I think they might be better than Washington. Like, but I'm not sure with the way that defense played last season. No, no, and like you never want to go to the Palouse ever to play football. I mean, it's just that that is a weird spot. Um, and the the thing that the, the the giant joke in all of this is, let's say Stanford stumbles right out of the gate and they're one and three or two and two, even two and two for Stanford, like with a bad loss to one of these teams. Um, then they have a bye, so they have an extra week to prepare for Washington, a team that they just have owned the last couple of oh, weeks. So yeah. poor Washington has to take Stanford on. There's like this is like when um when these teams book, you know, the FCS teams that are the national title con- con- like contenders where there's no benefit at all in, in any of it. And obviously Stanford's, you know, a power five conference, uh, you know, all that. But just like Washington can't win with that game. You're either going to get a, a reeling Stanford, um, and nobody's going to care that you beat them, or Stanford's going to, or Washington's going to um, just take a step back again, and Stanford is going to do whatever they do uh, to just punch Washington in the mouth and, and like and really 
could be a big stumble uh, for them moving into the back half of the season. I don't know. I just thought that was a, a Larry Scott's middle finger on the way out the door to uh, to Washington. <laughs> no, and I mean, like, I mean, they might really need to win that game because and they've only got an eighteen percent win probability there. Because then they get Utah. You on know, Friday. they get them at home. Yeah. Good luck. And then you've got, I mean, there's a, there's a game that's, you know, very winnable, you know, at Oregon state. I mean, I say this, like, you know, if you're a Stanford fan, you know, raise your hand so that we can identify you. But also like if, if you're a Stanford fan, you know, this, you know, this, this, this season's going to turn on. It feels like how good the offense can be. Cause I don't have a lot of faith that the defense is going to improve significantly. They need the, the offense was really good again last season. Uh, and I think that they need to they need to achieve and really hit on all cylinders again. I think they have an opportunity to really do that. That could carry them up a little higher. But you know, after Oregon State, then you've got the game with Cal, um, and then you finish with Notre Dame. I mean, it's just there's the schedule's rough. I mean, Beta Rank has them projected at four wins overall, two point four one in conference. I mean, they could beat that, but like, what's what's the upside really? Do you think? I mean, like four wins in the conference, like four and five. Yeah, the problem with them is they they do have some of their tough games at home, right? So they have Oregon, they have Washington, they have Utah on a Friday, and they have Cal at home. But it's not like Stanford is this juggernaut at home anymore. So if, like if right. they were a better team, like if this was Washington or Oregon or USC, we'd kind of look at this going, all right, like they, they have all their tough games, but they are at home, which is going to give them an edge. And I just don't think Stanford's going to compete for the Pac-12 North. So it's just like a like a middling team that has really tough games at home. And then all their road games are like in places that they could really stumble. I mean, a hot Arizona state on a Friday night, they have to go to the Palouse. Uh, and then they have, they have to go down to Corvallis where Stanford has had some issues before. So I don't know that this, I didn't think last year was going to be the year the wheels came off of Stanford. I know um, some other folks um, really thought that that was going to be, I just thought that there was enough pieces for them to be competitive. Um, I, I wasn't expecting the world out of Stanford. Um, I think if, if that offense um, stumbles, which they might not, like you mentioned, there, there's some really promising things that Stanford has been able to do. But if the program stumbles, this could be the, the year where it's just like, Oh my gosh, like he really shots got to, got to make some changes. I mean, the defense was terrible last season. I mean, like very, very, very bad by power five standards. And the offense was a top 20 offense. They might need to be a top 10 offense this next season. Oh, woof. <laughs> That's <pretty> rough. <laughs> All right, let's move off from the uh, Bay Area and let's head to Washington. And let's do it right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, we're back. We're in the state of Washington going through the Pac-12 North conference schedules. And let's start in the Palouse today, Rob. We, we always give Washington the love to start off. Let's let's move over here to the, the eastern part of the state. Great wine out there. Big, bold reds, as they were. And uh, and Washington State, you know, um, not a lot of favors here done for them. They got uh, right off the bat, USC at Utah at Cal. And um, 
and it, I don't know. I I was looking at this conference a late buy, right? It's like the fla- the fourth last week of the of the year. They have their buy, so they got to grind through those injuries. Not really set up great for Rolovich in his second year in Pullman, Rob. No, I mean, there's. I think they have an opportunity. I mean, like they're they're not that far in their projection behind where USC is. They have a 37 percent win probability in that game. Obviously. I mean, we caveat this every year, like USC could finally play up to their potential. Um, they could, you know? Um, so like, you know, and I might shade that a bit. I might, I might have USC by a bit more there, but still, I mean, if, if, you know, USC lays an egg, Washington state generates some turnovers. They have a real shot in that game. The Utah game. I mean, in this one, like, you know, Washington hold on, State hold on, fans. hold on, hold on. Let me, let me back up there. So they have a 37% win probability on the road at SC? Yeah. USC doesn't project as gangbusters good coming into the season. They really weren't. They, they didn't play that well for large stretches of last season. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't trust Wazoo on, like, when it was Leech, I kind of knew that they would jump up and bite some people. But I got to see that out of Rolovich. I, I think that, I mean, look, I mean, the advanced metrics are the advanced metrics and it's the preseason model. So as the season goes along, they'll, they'll get better. Yeah. But I do think that I do think that that's an L with a big black Sharpie for for the second year, because it's either going to be Delora um, if, if he's allowed on the team still or random quarterback number five. Um and, no, what's the guy? It's from Tennessee, the oh, Garantano. Lord, yeah. Lord Almighty. <laughs> and then add that in the negative column, then. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, he wasn't like he wasn't like Bentley bad in his last season at South Carolina. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, we'll we'll find. You know, obviously the games will be played and all that stuff, but I do. Uh, I I just think they're going to start off zero and one, and then they have to go on the road to Utah and on the road at Cal. And yeah, it's real tough. I mean, like, and I, I think if there's any reason for optimism about this Washington state team is I do like the defensive coordinator that hired that they had made last season. Um, you know, Dickert, I think he has an opportunity to really, you know, still show some improvement there, but you're right. I mean, the, the offense has really been the engine, the last, you know, it was the last two seasons of the Mike Leach years. They were a real offense first team after Alex Grinch left. Um, and, and Leach got the offense going again. Um, you know, they're, they're really going to have to, I think, find the mojo again, but again, like Brian, like I, I, like if there's another, like we talk a lot about Arizona state being a big question mark with their weird year. We talk a lot about Cal being a question mark with their weird year, Washington state, like it, they do feel like they have an opportunity with a full spring and a fall camp because they have the new coaching staff still ish, right? Like to maybe show a little more than they did last year. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk anyone like, please do not bet any dollars on Washington state for any reason. (laughs) But but I do think, I do think that there is some, you know, I, I wouldn't maybe have them as high as the projection model has them, you know, like I'll caveat, like, so like I might take, you know, you know, I might take a full win off of their win total, um, and maybe as much as like, you know, a th- you know, three quarters of a win off their conference win total, um, you know, in the expected wins. But I mean, some of these games are not terrible. I mean, the Utah game gets pretty hard to win. Like I, I might have USC is closer to like, they have a 25% chance to win. Um, you know, Cal, like a 35% chance to win. Utah is probably more like a 16% chance to win. Yeah. And then after that, it does lighten up a little bit. They have, yep. uh, they have the Beavs, they have Stanford, and they have BYU, all three at home. 
in a row. But one of the things that was interesting for me is, you know, that bye, you know, after they play BYU at home, they, they go on the road at ASU. And I just try, well, I mean, ASU has been a little spotty, but, but it seems like that team um, has an upward trajectory. Uh, but after that is a, is a really late bye. So you're going to run into injuries as you face Stanford and BYU and ASU. Um, then you got two road games at Oregon and at Washington. And then you have this stupid game against Arizona on a Friday night. And if there ever was a look ahead spot, that is one of them. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, really, in a, in a game that you really, you know, full on everyone in the everyone in the conference has Arizona circles as a W this year, right? Yeah. And Washington State got the full on sandwich treatment on a Friday, no less, with Arizona. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm like, oh, no, like that is keep a lookout for that one, because I could just see Washington say, hey, they could, you know, have a decent beginning of the season or they could be reeling. And now they got to go to Oregon, get their head handed to them and then go to Arizona, feel like they have a breather um, and lose by four points or something. So that's just that that of all the look ahead spots. That was one of them that, that popped up on me. Um, and then, of course, they have the Apple Cup at Washington and that's been an automatic L for for a while. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it'll be interesting to see how they do. It's just it's not the best schedule. And when you're still retooling with things and you're not sure who you have at quarterback and the defense is being put together, like I actually was more bullish on Washington State than I think uh, you or Max were just looking back on the season. I thought they were better than I anticipated, but I don't yeah. come into this season. I think this season could be one where maybe they, they play better, but the record doesn't show it. We were talking about that with another team in the South, but um, that could be the same case here with Wazoo. Yeah, and I, I mean, if you're, you know, a Pac-12 washer, you know, and trying to figure out sort of like the trajectory of where things are going with Rolovich, like I would keep an eye I mean, obviously, watch as much Pac-12 football as you can, but um, I would keep an eye on that Oregon State-Stanford back-to-back, right? Because those are two teams like that are, you know, it's getting a little, it is getting a little muddy, um, you know, with the Beavers playing, you know, I, I think having improved significantly under Jonathan Smith, Stanford kind of going in the wrong direction <laughs> a little bit, right? Um but to figure out where Washington State really sits in, in the pecking order, right, and, and how they're going to do, and really too, I mean that that you know if if they play well there and and maybe play well against a BYU team that's retooling a bit, they might you know maybe they maybe they get a little moment. I mean the 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 you know the mystery momentum heading into to Tempe. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all relative, right? Like it's uh, yeah. always try to set expectations for each team. So yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, sometimes those games are on at like eleven thirty, but they're kind of important for schools that you know just aren't in contention, but they're those you know measuring stick games. So they got like three of them in a row. So hopefully, uh, wash it. Yeah, wash you still want to see progress, right? If you're a Washington State fan, like you don't necessarily need to be like expect coming into the season expecting nine wins. You want to see you know the offense start to gel under Rolovich and and be a decent power five offense and you want the defense to be something that's not awful no that makes a lot of sense um let's hop across to the western part of the state and go into seattle where washington has a pretty good schedule rob i think if if you're gonna gun for the uh the pac-12 north crown um the the scheduling gods certainly bestowed a nice path for the huskies yeah i mean they open with a pretty i mean other than it it feels like cal has been a little bit of a bugaboo for washington too Maybe, maybe I'm just making a little too much out of that lightning delayed crazy game from two years ago, but you know, they, they do get to open with Cal, um, you know, and that, 
they, like I, I expect the Huskies. They, they should have a, a real good shot to win that one. Um, and then they go to Oregon State. You know, they've got a 78% win probability there. I just, with the Huskies, like the only thing complaint that I think they might have, and it's not a bad spot for a buy. I just, I mean, optimally, you'd like it like two weeks later. Yeah. You know, because they are going to have a long finish with seven games down the stretch. Um, but then, then it, then it is going to pick up a little bit, right? Like they've got, uh, you know, UCLA, that's, that's a beta rank has that as a toss up. Right. And we'll, I mean, we'll see if UCLA lives up to, you know, how well they played during parts of last season. Um, you know, but that should be a, that should be a pretty fun game. Um, you know, if, if the UCLA offense and the Washington defense live up to what we expect of them. Uh, then they basically have, a, you know, everyone's buy at Arizona. <laughs> I, I don't expect it. I think Arizona is going to be bad enough that we should we can write off the desert dogs effect. Yeah, yeah. We got to wait like four more years before that gets back into to shape. Yeah. But, to, but to that, I mean, like it is on a Friday, but um, it's not a look ahead game, right? Like they have UCLA and I'm out, by the way. I am. Uh, we, we got a, a tweet from somebody that was kind of um, maybe questioning the uh, the model's inflation of UCLA after a pretty solid year last year. I think that was a, I think that was a one year wonder thing. We'll, we'll see how good they're going to be. Regardless too, like they would have Arizona after playing UCLA and they have them before Stanford. So I think those are two teams that are um, at least in my book middling, Uh, but it's possible that UCLA, you know, just is on fire and then Arizona could be a look ahead game. That's also on Friday, but um, or, or like a letdown game, you know, like they, they win at UCLA or they beat UCLA at home and then they end up going to Arizona and losing. But I just, I just don't think that, I don't, I don't feel like the, the schedule is going to, going to lay out that way. I think that they're just going to have a lot of okay teams that they're playing and then they have to play Arizona <laughs> in between them. But. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like I said, like it's fair to question, you know, like, I mean, it's fair to question is Washington's defense as bad as they were last season, right? Same with Oregon. Um, you know, and then like they both need bounce backs, I think, off to after some pretty poor performances. UCLA, I mean, uh, if you watch the games, like they were they were pretty good minus the turnovers. That's the, <laughs> they absolutely did themselves in. But it's a small sample, and I, I try to tell everyone that too, right? Like, you know, it's it is um it is a little more uh, you know, mileage may vary on this projection model coming into the season. But I don't know, if you have complaints, like do your own math. no i i get it i I think that's the 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 best thing about the models like we just throw it out there and yeah it's 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 a starting place for conversation right and there are going to be some ones that it hits on every year and there's some big and there's some times where it's like big misses right like lsu was a huge miss nobody was expecting them to be that bad right i mean the qb injury in bo pelini um But there's, I mean, there are ones that it absolutely hits. I mean, like I, um, you know, last season, the projection model did not like, unlike everyone else in college football, you coming into last year, did not have Clemson number one. It had Alabama as a clear number one ahead of everyone else. And uh, I don't know, it turned out to be pretty right. It was a beautiful team to watch last year. Just so much fun. They, they, They were as good as the model projected them. Nice, nice. That's awesome. But we are not in the SEC right now. We are in the Pac-12, taking a look at these schedules here. So Washington has some, you know, an okay run of okay teams, and then the back part of the schedule, they 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 have Oregon at home and they have ASU at home. So I really think that yeah. like there's, I mean, and like 
if it was now they have the Apple Cup on a Friday, but you know that's a, a rivalry game, so it's not like that's going to come up and surprise them. The only really hiccup stumbling place here, uh, besides that Stanford game. <laughs> <laughs> that we've talked about a couple times, um, you know, Stanford coming off the bye and then having uh, Washington is the the game that they have on the road against Colorado. And, you know, Washington's lost at Colorado recently, and uh, they just would have come off two big time games against Oregon and ASU. So just something to keep in mind there, because Colorado, I mean, clearly Washington is better than Colorado, but um, on the road at altitude um, after two big time games, you know, just that that could be that could be a bit of a hurdle for them to close out the season. And I, I feel like watch out for that Arizona State game too, right? Like that Arizona State team improved. They were that offensive line really improved and they were able to run the ball pretty well last season. I don't know that I'm I mean, there's a grain of salt with a lot of teams, particularly in the South. Um, but you know, we'll see what Arizona State's able to do. I, I that game I think is a little bit of a watch out for me because it's right after their game in Oregon. Or I mean, with Oregon, you know, and they're they're both at Husky Stadium, but uh, you know, tough games. And then they should, I mean, they should finish out with a pretty solid. I mean, they've got an eighty percent win probability against Colorado. They've got a seventy four percent against Washington State. I mean, they should be able to close out. And Beta Rank's got them at eight point nine four wins overall and and six point one four in conference. I think if you're a Husky fan, though, like. And Jimmy Lake's second year, you really you want better than you know six and three. You want them to be good enough that they don't drop, you know, the Stanford game. They don't. I mean, they don't drop games like that. They don't drop a game to Stanford. They don't drop a game to Colorado like kind of year. And um, you know, that's something we need to see the Huskies put together. Yeah, I mean, one other thing to add to Washington is no USC and no Utah on the schedule. So if you're gonna if you're gonna push this year, yeah, um, this is the year because uh, those guys are gonna pop back on at some point. And um, and I don't know, I just I just feel like this is this is a good a good spot for them. So let's see if they could take advantage um, and uh, and make it to that Pac-12 championship here. Let's anything else on Washington, Rob? No, I mean I'm excited to see. I mean like. They have, I mean, I guess the bright side, if you're a Washington fan too, with the new defensive coordinator coming on, or I mean, at least getting promoted up, is that if it's not working out, you can definitely, you'll definitely have time to switch over to Jimmy Lake call on the defense before you get to some of your really tough games. Yeah, there you go. Um, We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Let's hope that that doesn't come to that. I mean, obviously it's good. Anytime Jimmy Lake is calling plays, I'm sure that's a good thing. Uh, But let's hope that internal hire that they made the linebackers coach, um, hands out for them because they're going to need uh, all the help they can get uh, in a really good scheduling year uh, to challenge for the title. And let's move over to Oregon and let's do it right after this. All right, we're back talking Pac-12 North scheduling. Let's go to the Beavs here. Let's go down to Corvallis where the um, no Arizona, no UCLA on the schedule. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, you know, um, I, I thought they're not conference, you know, we'll get into this later, but they play Purdue, which is kind of fun. So going to West Lafayette and then, uh, and then having Hawaii at home is kind of fun, but woof up at the beginning of the PAC 12 season here at USC, Washington at home. And then, uh, at Wazoo. Yeah. It's a real tough start for the Beavs, you know, and they, they, you know, they were, I mean, there's no getting around how much more, you know, how much they have improved under Jonathan Smith, but it does feel like they, it does feel like a little bit of a question mark for them. I mean, they're going to need the kind of, you know, step forward, um, you know, for Jebbia in year two in order, I think, to take uh, another step at being competitive um, in the season. And they're just, you know, at USC is a real tough look for them. 
at Washington. Those are just games that, I mean, although the, you know, they were, they hung with Washington. I mean, I mean, some of it was Washington, you know, like stepping on a rake and hitting themselves in the nose with it, but <laughs> they, they hung with Washington for, you know, good parts of that game. Like I said, like a lot of it was Washington induced, but they, uh, you know, I think the game's a circle for them. If you're a Beaver fan is you want to see yourself competitive with those two games. And then, you know, you want to, you want to get in and get a win, you know, up in Pullman. Yeah. If, if you're on the right track, you got to go there and, and take care of business. Um, like Oregon state, like particularly if they want to make a bowl, you know, one of the things that we were talking about is they almost made a bowl a few years ago. Um, and then of course, like the, the win against Oregon this past year. So like, there, there are these, they're kind of on the brink, but it's yeah. those middling games that you really need to, it's particularly on the road. Um, so, and like, it's funny cause I think I've highlighted more Washington state games this year than I ever have, but traveling, traveling to Pullman is difficult. And those are the types of games that if you can just, if you can just kind of keep things on the right direction and win there and then win the games that you need. Now you're in a, now you're talking bold, you know, bowl games. And yep. I think after year three or four of Jonathan Smith, I kind of would like to think that Oregon state is a bull team. You know um, I know he took over for a program that had a lot of issues and stuff, but um, we're, we're getting to the point where he kind of needs to, to make that next leap. Um, so that, that game's really important for them. And, and similar to that, Rob, after the buy, right. Uh, they have Utah, but they get them at home and then at yep. Cal at Colorado and Stanford, those are all games where, you know, if, if Oregon state's really going to compete, the, those are the types of games they need to win. Yeah. I mean, they, I, I think they have a real shot to, to go three, and know, in non-conference. Um, I mean, Purdue was not, does not project to be great. Um, so, you know, that said, they, because they have that real shot, you know, like you start looking down the schedule and they, they really might need to beat Washington state. I mean, they, they might need to pile up, you know, win some of these winnable games, right? Like they might need to beat a Cal or a Cal, like, they probably need out of that Cal Colorado Stanford shuffle. They probably need to pick up two wins out of those three. Yeah. Um, you know, because Utah is going to be a tough game. Uh, you know, the, you know, Arizona state might be a tough game and then, you know, at Oregon is, is likely to be a tough game too. Yeah. And, and like one of the things that I haven't been mentioning is Arizona state as much, but I kind of put them in the higher tier. So I'm, I'm almost looking at ASU games as a, you know, more likely a loss happens than less likely yep. if you're a team that isn't isn't really one of the elite teams in the conference, which speaks highly of ASU, um, and kind of just shows where it, it's it's kind of fun when you're taking a look at the conference and you're starting to see different teams in those slots. You know, <laughs> so for a while, uh, I'm trying to think of like who I mean, obviously Oregon and Washington stuff, but like there's been times where Colorado is actually pretty good, and you're like, oh, uh, you know, Colorado will probably get them right there. Um, so ASU, you know, that that will be a a tough game for Oregon state, man, that might be the cherry on the top between, you know, going to like the, the Gillian underwear bowl in New Mexico or like, you know, the Alamo bowl or, you know, just right. those types of teams that they're going to be playing. So, man, I really hope they have a good year. And then, you know, they, they did it. They did what they needed to do against Oregon last year. They get them on the road this time, middle of a different <laughs> scenario. So I just don't anticipate them winning two times in a row. I mean, if there's a game, I mean, it's weird because I think a lot of the conference is going to be focused on that Ohio State Oregon game. I mean, Michigan was so bad last year; it's taking a little bit of the luster off that Washington, you know, Michigan matchup. But like everybody in the conference should be rooting for Oregon State at Purdue because that sets up the Beavs to potentially make a bowl. If they don't win that game, oh, it's going to be tough because then you got to find four wins in conference. 
Well, that's going to be that's going to be harder against the schedule, right? Like they might have to run the table of their winnable games or pull a big upset. That, that's a, that's harder to do. Yeah. Well, we'd be rooting for them as they uh, hopefully pick up. Gosh, I really want them to make the leap. Um, and we set expectations so low with them with like, a, come on, guys. And um, <laughs> this, year, this year I still have that feeling. But next year I'm going to be like, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, if they, don't, if they don't get it to the ball this year. <laughs> um, yeah, there is a point where you really do feel like, and it's not, I, I do like, I, I really like the staff. I think they do a terrific job. I think they've done a very good job sort of developing players. But um, you know, you kind of feel like Smith, um, you know, with the transfers has maybe missed an opportunity to try to grow his own guy at QB, uh, in particular, right. And be cashing in at year four or year five with that person. Yeah. Well, we'll see who they bring in. Um, I don't think Nolan, Nolan maybe just wasn't ready, but even he yeah. was a Juco transfer. So, uh, to your point. Yeah. yeah I mean, just lots of, tra- I mean, they like, and I mean, if you're if you inherited Gary Anderson's roster, I get it. Like, hit the transfer market. Um, but that said, like, I, I do feel like that they probably need, like, they, you know, it's not that you have to grow your own multi-year starter or something like that. But for Oregon State, it does feel a little choppy when you even start thinking about next year who could their QB be, and you're just sitting there thinking, oh, they'll they'll be retooling again at QB. <laughs> no, I, I feel you there. Um, you know, we go from one schedule that has some bumps in it to i mean we, we talked about how washington kind of had the path in front of them but holy moses oregon schedule it's like yeah you know it's like uh you know larry scott like stamped every every five feet go in this direction uh th- this is this is probably the best schedule oregon's gonna get in conference um now th- there are two there are two teams where um you know, they, they go on the road to play Washington. They go on the road to play Utah. I'm not poo-pooing those games that are clearly difficult games. But everything else, like, really kind of lines up. I, I If I'm an Oregon fan, I'm looking at this going like, yep, that, that does look like a does look like a schedule we can work with. Yeah, Baderink has them projected at 10 wins. I mean, teams that project close to double-digit double widget, double digit wins, do you have a real good shot to go undefeated? Um you know, I'm not saying it's more likely than not. It is less likely than not that that is going to happen. Um, but you know, they've got a, they have a decent shot at it. Um, you know, I mean, the one caveat being that toss-up game that they're going to have at Ohio State. You know, but even with Washington, I mean, Washington projects at 12, Oregon projects at six, but Oregon projects to have a you know 70% win probability at Washington. You know, my expectation is that's going to tight maybe tighten a little bit as yeah. we get further into the season. But you know. It, you know, I still expect the Ducks to come in favored by a little bit in that game. I mean, I just uh, the, the the recruiting has been better for Oregon. The hires have been a little better for Oregon. You know, and and what that said, like both teams come in really having underachieved last year <laughs> with, with something to prove. I mean, that that they can do it, and we, and we need to see it. Uh, but yeah, if you go through the schedule, I mean, they open with Arizona at Stanford. You know, those should both be in the win column. Um, I think Oregon is more talented enough than California um, and really too than, than, than UCLA. I mean, like that, I mean, the, the, the trouble with Oregon last year on their defense was they couldn't stop the run and then nowhere was it, nowhere was it more apparent than that game against UCLA, which was starting like their backup quarterback <laughs> and just ran all over them, um, you know, in that game. Uh, but then you get, you know, like they, they should be, 
you know, like they should be undefeated in conference barring a major slip up where they have like a three or maybe four turnover game, um, you know, heading into Washington um, in November, which, you know, you're, if you're, you know, a, a fan of the conference in the North, like you're, you're really hoping Washington comes into that game undefeated too. I think that that would be great for the conference, uh, you know, um, yeah. And then you get, you get, they do get a little bit of a break to get Washington state, Washington state, for some reason, they struggle to play Washington tough. They play Oregon a little tougher than you'd expect nearly every time. <laughs> that is true. Uh, yeah. They kind of make you sweat a little bit if you, if you have money on them. Yeah. And then Utah. And I mean, I, I do expect, I mean, at Utah is a tough out. Absolutely. You know, that, like that game could be, a, you know, a bit of a slugfest depending on where, uh, Oregon's offense is because I, I like I said like I do th- I do expect the U's defense to be pretty good this year. Yeah, taking a look at the schedule, so no ASU, no, no USC on the schedule, which is a, a bonus all around. Um, you know, I mentioned that this was a, a clear path. The one thing that uh, to argue against myself here is that all of the easy games are at home, and all of the tough games are on the road. So if Oregon wins, they got to be road warriors and go out and earn it, right? So they're they're at Oregon at Utah. Um, I'm not as big as high in UCLA, but that game is on the road and then at Stanford, right? So their home games are Arizona, Cal, Colorado, Wazoo, and, and, and Oregon state. So they, they should go undefeated at home. So if you have season tickets, God bless you. You should have a good year. Um, but if they, if they go on the road and win all those games, man, like the, the schedule is about as easy as it's going to get. If only the road games are the home games, then, then they that would be the clearest path to uh, to getting to the championship again. With that said, um, again, like they missed the two best teams in the Pac-12 South, like arguably, and um, and they they have that buy at a good time. I don't see any like trip up spots here, so um, you know if they had to go to Wazoo after playing Washington um, on the road, that would make sense. But they have Washington State at home, you know, um, they have the Civil War at home. Um, it's not like I don't think there's going to be a, a, a letdown spot if they beat UCLA on the road. You know, I think they'll just see that as like we beat UCLA on the road. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't. I don't think. I don't think UCLA is like. I mean, I don't think UCLA is going to set up to be like. Yeah, I mean, they're where does like I look at this Beta Rank. Beta Rank hasn't projected at 18. I mean, like that is that is a, that's a step below Oregon, um, and Oregon's got a 74 percent win probability in that game, right? Like there's. Um, you know, Oregon's. You know, Oregon should should beat the Bruins. They should beat teams like the Bruins um, coming into this year. I mean, the the one. I mean, maybe trip up game. I might say. I mean, maybe that Washington State game because it's in between Washington and Utah. Yeah. Um. You know, but that's a, that's a really big maybe. <laughs> and know? it's at home. You know, if it right. was on the road, that would be one where I'm like, oh, like maybe maybe Wazoo covers the spread because it's going to be like 15 or something. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's going to be. Um, I don't know if they're going to be shocked enough to drop that game, but we'll see. I mean, it depends a lot. I mean, we talked about like, um, you know, the teams that really need the quarterback play to come through. I mean, Oregon, you know, really last year they left a lot of money on the table. Tyler Shuck, you know, just missing throws, missing reads. Um, you know, they need the offense to, to take a step forward, you know, coming into this year, you know, whether that's Anthony Brown or, or Ty Thompson, you know, like they've, they've, they've got to, you know, have it figured out. And you got to say though, I mean, like other than the, other than the Ohio state game, 
you know, if you're if you're Oregon looking to maybe get to, you know, make a run through the Pac-12, like you've got a decent shot, you know, in the early part of the season that if if Ty Thompson won the job, you know, like to 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 break him in before you get to the real meat of your Pac-12 schedule. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see who they, who they roll. I mean, obviously, I think Brown's gonna. Um, roll them out the whole, the whole time, but it'd be nice to see uh, what else they have behind him because they're recruiting really well at the quarterback position. And Eugene, Rob, we have anything else we want to cover? No, we did it. <laughs> no, not at all. I don't want, want to talk about anything. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. We got through the pac schedule. Um, we will... I, we we have some, we have some topics in in the in the hopper here that we'll we'll chew around. I don't want to tease them out yet, but stay tuned. We have some interesting stuff to cover. Um, we haven't brought on any guests recently, so that could be something that we could do. Um, and we have plenty of things to to keep uh, focus on as we go into spring ball, which is great. So we'll be reading some of those articles already um, on Utah and some of the other teams that are starting to to get uh, their wiggles out here in the spring. And uh, a special thanks to our friends at Nextiva for allowing us to, to keep rolling here in the offseason. Um, if you have any questions or if you want us to cover anything, you can let us know on Twitter at 12 Pack Radio or you can email us at 12 Radio at gmail.com. And uh, Rob, you got you got some videos going on at Sharp College Football. I do. We've made it through the first five. Uh, so uh, I'm, you know, break down. I will try to get through. I don't know that I'm going to get through 130 teams. I will promise to get through all of the power five. <laughs> <laughs> at least except Kansas. Um, no, I got to do that too. Why not? I mean, who's coaching? I mean, who will even be coaching Kansas? So we'll see. <laughs> Good thing. I don't have to get to them for a while. Um, but I'm doing it sort of in like, uh, you know, like top 10 and then I'll do the, you know, the, the, the teens next. So, uh, I started out at Texas at number 10 and I just finished Oregon at number six, you know, tomorrow will be Ohio state at number five. So, um, they're, they're, the videos are up at Sharp College Football on our YouTube, um, as well as up on the, uh, the website, uh, as well at sharpcollegefootball.com. All right. Check them out and stay with us here as we continue to cover the Pac-12 football schedule. Enjoy the, the March Madness tournament. I sound like I'm, I'm 50. Enjoy, enjoy the March Madness. Enjoy the March Madness. <laughs> go, go visit us on the Facebook. Um, no, enjoy March Madness. A lot going on there. Um, we just really wanted to focus on, on football this year because uh, it's it's the best sport in the world. So uh, um, although it's not the best event in the world, so uh, may may everybody make a million dollars in their brackets, and we will catch everybody next week.